Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Hope you all had a good weekend out there. This is a live program. Uh, Today is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. We're going to kick off the marathon. We've got all the shows uploaded, by the way, if you missed any. Be sure and check out the archives over at OmegaManRadio.com. I'm honored to be here today with Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen. And you can find them on the web at RonCohen.org. Sister Miriam, how are you doing today? I'm blessed, Shannon. You need to come close to her. She's good. Okay. I'm just facing the wrong way. You're facing the it's wrong okay. way. Okay. Good to hear from you, Sister Miriam. And, uh, well, would you all like to open us in prayer? We will. Yes. Abba, Father. Abba, Father, we just thank you for who you are and all the things that you have done for us. You've given us salvation and hope and love and the new beginnings every day. Thank you, Father. There is nothing impossible with you. And we lift up this whole situation that's going on with Israel and Gaza and all these. Lord, bring your bring your presence into this battle. And it is a battle. It's a battle 
that Satan is waging for the souls of men, but our God wins. Our mm. God wins, and there is none like him. Amen. 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 Praise well, Lord. it is a daily battle. Um, there was news this morning that Israel started to enter into Gaza with the troops, but I found nothing to substantiate that. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure where that fits. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, I know they're all poised to do here. I <laughs> hope that uh, they go in soon because there are forces at work which would like to do another ceasefire, which is only going to give yes. the terrorists an opportunity to rearm. And, uh, you know, here's the bottom line. Unless there's repentance from a terrorist, and usually they don't repent, you just have to kill them because they're just going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back. And, you know, there was a leader of Hamas that was interviewed a while back and on camera. The interviewer said, uh, so what is your goal? Do you just want to have Palestine? I mean, uh, for, for the Palestinians, you just want to have uh, Gaza? Maybe part of Jerusalem. He said, "We want everything, everything," and that's the that's the truth yeah. of it. The uh, from the it, from the river to the sea, that's from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. Um, they want uh, the Israel as a nation to be completely out of there, and every Jew to be extinguished from the earth. And you know, so they, it's a Nazi protocol. They don't have a right. I'm talking about anybody other than the nation of Israel to take one inch of the land that God gave Israel. It belongs to Israel. God says it belongs to Israel. And who are we to tell God to do what we want with his land when he said otherwise? And, uh, you know, there's never been an ancient people called the Palestinians. You won't find it in the Bible listed but one time. I looked it up. It's over in Joel, and it's a mistranslation of Felicia. You know, the Philistines were there. There were other people there, and God said, I'm going to take it from them and give it to you because they're wicked, and I'm giving it to you to, um, as a, um, excuse me, to, to go and take the land. Um, it's your inheritance. And so... Um, Amen. And that's 3,000 years ago. Yes, but... So even you know, currently... Um, it was never, even when Israel became a state, they never took the land from, quote, Palestinians. They weren't. They were just Bedouins that were living on that land. Right. That's a recent invention of the last hundred years. And, uh, you know, those are basically strangers in the land that happened to live in land that uh, uh, Israel had back in 2005, but they were pressured, as I mentioned last week, by the states to uh, give up that land. And then look what happened. Gaza, Gaza was taken over by Hamas. And, you know, uh, we know that there's not going to be any in peace until Christ comes back. I know that. It's not going to happen tomorrow that they're going to get all their land back. But there is promises in the Word of God that one day Israel will be at peace and they'll have everything God promised them. Isn't that what the Word says? It does. And, you know, it's interesting. Even the Arab nations did not let, quote, the Palestinians come in. Right, because they all could have gone just across the river into Syria or into Jordan. Even now, Egypt keeps the gate closed. Egypt doesn't want the uh, Gazans coming in through the gate down into Egypt. So you know, so, you could... uh, you know, they're sealed off 
and they're sealed off by their own people. That's right. Now, you got Egypt they could go to. They could go to Syria. Uh, you could put them over in Libya. You could put them in any of the Arab countries. Uh, Iraq. Iran could take them. I'm just Jordan. saying. But none of these nations want these people. And, uh, you know, Israel has been very kind to the group that call themselves Palestinians. And, you know, when I was in Israel, I've only been there twice, but I actually was on the Temple Mount walking around, and I was really honored to get up there because at that time in 2005 and six, uh, the Jews weren't allowed up on the Mount. And um, if I recall, and so I said, man, for me to get up here, I'm honored. And a guy walks across from the Temple Mount to me, and uh, I didn't know who he was or what he wanted, and he came up and, you know, he basically said he was like a tour guide and found out he was uh, not Jewish, and I thought, well, maybe he could get me into some places (laughs) that I couldn't otherwise. So I said, what the heck? So I took him all day, Mm -hmm. took him out to eat, treated him very nicely, and, you know, he he could go anywhere he wanted pretty much. And... uh, I made a mistake, though. I didn't barter uh, what it was going to cost me. And when I thought I was going to pay 100 bucks, he charged me 300 <laughs> But where I'm going with that, as you know, as well as I know, that uh, Palestinians have been in and out of Israel working there. and uh, you know. But when you want to bomb people and blow up a bus, then things have to change. And uh, I, re- I heard on the news that uh, the United Nations and other groups were sending pipes in for the water lines and Hamas takes them out and turns them into rockets. Digs them, Amen. Or puts them down in tunnels. Digs them up out of the ground. You know, all the money that's going on there, it's not going to help anybody. So, you know, I'm not against Amen. the, uh, we're not against the peaceful people. We're against these terrorist groups. Hamas, Hezbollah, apparently there's a group over there in, where was it? Uh, Qatar? Uh, what? What's that country yeah, that Qatar mm-hmm. that launched a couple of cruise missiles that were intercepted? Oh, I don't think from Qatar. Qatar's been a middleman right now uh, in I, negotiations. I don't think it's Qatar uh, either. But it was, they came from Lebanon. Um, Hezbollah, Hezbollah has launched uh, right into northern Israel, right from from Lebanon. That so that's just a few days ago. Now our oldest grandson is sitting four miles from that border. Wow. In the idea. So, you know, they're all prepared, but Israel is very prepared. And um, I think I think they, Hamas and, and Hezbollah and Iran need to know who their enemy is or who, they're, who they are making their enemy. And I think Iran has thought that one out also. They're, they're slow to want to do anything. They realize with all the nuclear capabilities, I, uh, Israel can take Iran out completely. It wasn't Qatar. It was called Yemen. I, I got that messed up. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, and Yemen is a very uh, um, Islamic nation. So a couple of cruise missiles fired out of Yemen the other day that were uh, intercepted, uh, reports go. Um, have, are you familiar with this um, Fox News host? His name is Levine. He's also a writer. Uh, I am not, but I, I know we have Fox News on a sure. lot here. I'm going to no, send I'm you a, a video. He gives his commentary quite often, and uh, will be interviewed by Hannity. He's written a couple of books on America. He's a patriot, and uh, he's Jewish, loves Israel. But uh, he really, man, he uh, ripped into Biden uh, just this week and uh, exposed something today that I saw 
which is shocking, which uh, details a report that came out by one of the universities where they've been tracking Hamas, and they said Hamas has actually, for some time, been infiltrating America. We've got a lot of Hamas. Are you familiar with that? We We have to wake up. There are 12 sleeper cells in America right now. Yes. We came through the Mexican border. They're sitting in Michigan, Minnesota, upstate New England, um, one in Arizona, one in North Carolina, that was told. Um, so these are Hamas. They are uh, digitally very connected to one another. They're all planned, planning the same thing. Um, and that they would all rise up together, all 12 of them. Um, they are, they are getting uh, their finances from overseas. Yes. So, um, we've, we've got to really wake up. And also that all came through our borders the past two years. And, uh, even the network he's talking about spans back even further. But as he laid it out, and it's an amazing interview, um, Hamas network, of infiltration of America is extensive and um, I would not put it past these groups to hit this country in the next 12 months. In fact, I believe there's going to be something, uh, especially if it yeah. looks like uh, Trump may be in the running at all. If they can't stop him, then look for Soros to activate BLM and uh, Antifa again. And uh, now we've got real terrorists in the country, uh, six million since Biden took over, at least. Uh, that are illegals, how many are, are terrorists? How many do you need to do some damage? You know, what if 1%? What? Four, four of them piloting four planes. Uh, we're in some serious trouble. And again, as I said at the beginning of this program, I hope that Israel moves decisively and they do not let Anthony Blinken or anybody else try to throttle them. Um, it's time to destroy Hamas once and for all. And then, uh, you know, we may see fireworks go off, but if so, let's do it. This is kind of where I'm back because there's and, something and what at stake you here. said uh, with the sleeper cells, uh, Hamas in this country, uh, that they are prepared to rise up. Now they may not rise up with bombs. They may not rise up with that. They could rise up digitally and go into the banks, go into this economy. Yes, you know, they're 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 IT smart also. So they can do great damage in this country uh, just in the electrical grid. Shut that down for a week. We've got a very fragile electrical grid. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. not impervious to EMP attack or sabotage. Uh, Water systems, you name it, there's a a thousand one ways to hit us hard in America, and we're not prepared for any of this. Uh, And it may not look like a 9-11. Oh, right. As we're getting off well, today, okay. um, we got to get some good news in here this morning now, Shannon. Yes, before you do, could we open up in prayer? Would you lift up Israel in prayer today, and then the mic is yours? I'd be glad to. Amen. And and we did talk to our son last night uh, his, uh, through his uh, what uh, what media is on. Uh, so they're they're doing fine. Uh, Greg and the family. So Lord, I thank you, Lord. We do lift up Israel today. And Lord, I pray the ancient prayer right from the scripture. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, wake up. 
O Israel. Here, and that's the word here with all of your being. Hear, O Israel, the Lord, he is God. The Lord is God. Amen. And Israel needs to turn to the God of Israel, which includes Yeshua, the Messiah. So, Lord, I thank you, Father, in all of the bits of tragedy, Father. You are paving a way for Israel to be saved. And for the nations, the Goyim, the Gentile nations around. So I thank you for the moving of your spirit, Lord, amongst the nations, amongst the peoples. Lord, we bind the demonic interference coming from other nations to shut it down. But thank you, Lord, that you are in control. And Lord, even as you said in Psalm 2, God sits in heaven and laughs. I don't know if that's laughing at death, but you're just laughing at the absurdity of humanity and their situation. And the devil thinking he can. Amen. Yeah, the devil ruling. Amen. Lord, I thank you for your blessing today. Lord, a spirit of revelation and understanding, the reading of your word, your teaching today. Bless Shannon. Lord, Omega Man Ministries are all connected with that in Jesus' name. Okay, Shannon, I call this today the mystery unveiled. The mystery unveiled. And for the past years, uh, we've been reading the confessions, especially out of uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and 2, the confessions. Confessions of who we are in Christ. Uh, we are adopted. We are children of God. And one of them in Ephesians 1 9, it says, He has made known to us the mystery of His will. He has made known to us the mystery of His will. And I've been through that and looking at it and just saying, You know what? We've been confessing that over our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you have made known to me the mystery of your will. But I could probably ask probably 90% of the believers and almost the same amount of pastors and ministers, well, then what is his will that he's made known to us the mystery of his will? Well, the mystery of his will is threefold. And again, it's to receive what's already ours. So we just concluded uh, two weeks ago the reading of the Torah. We ended up with uh, Deuteronomy chapter 34. And then the Torah scrolls around the world. The Torah is not a book. It's a scroll, a long scroll. The Torah scrolls get rolled up, and we start all over again now for the next year, starting in Genesis chapter 1 which is called the Bereshit, in the beginning. Bereshit, in the beginning. In the beginning, God created. So what is the mystery of his will? Paul came back from spending 14 years uh, in private devotions. Some say he was in the desert, but it doesn't really say what he was doing or where or how. But he came back 14 years later with the revelation the mysterium, the mystery of God's will 
that has now been revealed in the New Testament, revealed in the resurrection of Christ. So again, we see in the Old Testament, it's Jesus concealed, the new creation concealed. In the New Testament, it's Jesus revealed. New Testament. So Paul came back, and it's called the Pauline Revelation. He reads it in most of his letters. He talks about the mystery, the mystery that God has now revealed to all of us. What is it then? It's three part. One, it's the new creation man, that man becoming a new creation in Christ. A new creation man, number two, that can have fellowship with the Father God. And number three, it includes Jews and Gentiles. That Gentiles or the nations are all included in this mystery. So basically those three things summarize, summarize a good portion of the whole New Testament. So then he made known to us the mystery, his love dream of your life now unfolds before us. With God's plans and purposes for all of our life, individually, Shannon, Ron, Miriam, those listening, individually and collectively called the church, the ecclesia, the body of Christ. Call that one. Call that one. In the Passion Translation, Ephesians 1, 8 through 10 says, This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the Anointed One, he unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mystery of his long-range plans, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. From beginning of time, before God ever created time, we were already in him from the foundations of the world. And God's plan for Jesus, for Christ, for a Savior to come, and save his people. Now, 2 Corinthians 5.17, a very familiar verse, it says there, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The old order has vanished, and everything is fresh and anew. All things are passed away. And one of the things I've seen in working so many years, 40-something years in ministry and counseling, very few people see their lives as coming to the Lord and being a new creation. That word new means created out of nothing. In the beginning, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The word create there. He made it out of nothing that ever was here before. 
He didn't create the heavens and the earth out of minerals that were already from other planets, other places. He created the heaven and earth out of nothing that was here before. That's very important for us to understand because it's the same word for creation that you are a new creation. When you got born again, you were made anew from from nothing that has ever been here before. There was never an old you that God redid. Now, this is important because most believers, I don't know, Shannon, if you'd agree, I think you would, most believers see themselves as being renovated. But there's difference between a renovation and a new creation. Renovated. They think that their old self, whoever they were, got water baptized, and God came and cleaned them up. Gave them new parts, gave them a new life, cleaned them up, renovated them. But God did not renovate you. He raised you, R-A-Z-E-D, raised you to the ground. He raised You died in him. And then he says in Romans 12, uh, Romans uh, uh, 4, verse 12, to reckon yourself. Keep understanding. Keep reckoning your old self dead in Christ. You're not a renovated old you. God did not clean you up. He didn't put his spirit into the old creation. You died in him. This is very important. I have a friend who just bought an old house, and uh, she went in and she's been renovating the kitchen. So she tore out the cabinets, and she's putting in new cabinets and painting the countertops. But I said, you know, if I walked into your house I would see a new countertop. I would see painted cabinets, but it's still the same old kitchen. The old house, you didn't tear the house to the ground. You have been renovating. You made parts of it new, cleaned it up. Again, most Christians see themselves when they're born again that God painted the old barn. He's fixing you up preparing you so that you can go into these heavenly places. But God did not renovate you. He put the old nature to death in Christ. When Jesus died, you died in him. When Jesus rose from the grave, you rose with him anew from death. Jesus did actually die. He actually died and he actually rose from death. And we rose in him and are now seated with him in heavenly places. Why is that important for us to understand? If you really see yourself 
as a new creation, not renovated, you will begin to understand why you do not have a past. Your past has been done away with in Christ. Now, most of us still struggle with things of our past. Go to counseling, go to therapy, go to thing, you know, trying to get rid of this past. But if you really understand that you are a new creation, your past has been buried in the waters of baptism. Now, if there's things that are attached to you now from your past, you go through a process called deliverance, which is what Shannon does. So we need to get delivered from chains, from shackles, from spirits that are trying to tie you to a past that does not exist anymore. Your past has been buried in the waters of baptism. I've said often, Jesus never sent anyone to three years of counseling, to inner healings and therapies. He made them anew. And it's the revelation. So, Shannon, I think I think the fault here is we do so much water baptism, but never really teach anyone what's going to happen. When you go under those waters, you are going to die to the old nature. God is going to put the old nature to death, and you are going to rise and come out a new person who's never been here before. So don't over, don't even rise out of the water and think that you're the the old Ron who used to do this, or you know the old business person, the old accounting, or the the old house. You're not the old housewife resurrected and made new. That old person is done away with. <laughs> You become a new creation that's never been here before. So I encourage you to really ask God to change your thinking of yourself as being renovated. God did not clean up the old Jim or John or the old Sue or Sally. God did not clean it up, polish it up, God put it to death and then made a brand new creation. A new Jim, John, Sue, or Sally. And you know, in some circuits, Shannon, when people are water baptized and come out, they come out and they're given a new name. So we even bury our old name and come out with a new identity. So behold, everything is fresh and new. And I personally believe if we had a real understanding and a revelation of that, it would free us from so much bondage. Because most of the counseling, and you know, we we broadcast several days a week into Germany, into, uh, where are we, Indonesia, into uh, Pakistan, into uh, Rwanda, and then in the States. And most of the counseling we have is people that are dealing with their past, dealing with divorces, dealing with bad businesses and bankruptcies and parental situations and childhood traumas, all these things that God said, 
you are those have been buried in Christ, done away with. So get the deliverance, get freed from the chains of your past to you, because you are a new creation in Christ. Now, so that's part one of the mysterium, the mystery. And, you know, it's only Paul that preached the new creation. You're not going to find it in the book of Acts or in the Gospels. You're not going to find it until Acts approximately chapter 15 when Paul comes in on the scene. Now, the second part, Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In the Mirror Bible it says, as much as we're included in his death, we were co-included in his resurrection. Amen. And we're also co-included in his ascension to be equally welcome, equally present in the throne room of the heavenly realm. We are now co-seated together with him, with Christ, in absolute authority. Jesus says, everything I do, you can do also, and even greater things you can do, because you have my authority over the domains that you live in. We are in Christ. So the second mysterium that was revealed to Paul, first that we are a new creation, never been here before, and secondly now we are co-seated together with him in heavenly places to rule and reign and take dominion of the land that God has given every one of us. Well, your land, your dominion, could be your just your home or your family, your workplace, could be your town, your city, your county, your state, your nation. Whatever God has given you dominion over, he's given you authority over. Again, I feel like most of us, including me, we don't we don't move in the authority and dominion that God has given us already to move in. And uh, there's a little thing here. We have wasted so much time trying to get there when there is where we already are. We have spent so much time trying to get into the heavenlies, trying to have fellowship with Jesus and with the Father, when that is where we already are. So the second revelation, the second mysterion, is you can come boldly before the throne of grace and have grace and mercy to help you 
in your time of need, Hebrews 4. You can come boldly before the presence of God. Now, we've just came for the fall holidays of four fall feasts of Rosh Hashanah, Teruah, that's trumpets, and Yom Kippur, the high holy days, and tabernacles. And we have seen in that the high priest can come once a year into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle blood on the Shekhinah, sprinkle blood on the uh, on, on the Ark. But he has to come in very carefully, following every rule, every law, or he will be slain coming into the presence of God. He can't even touch the Ark. Remember Uzzah, and uh, along with David, he touched the ark. He tried to hold the ark up when it was falling off of the cart. He wasn't doing wrong. The ark was falling over as it was traveling down to Jerusalem. And he reached his hand out to steady the ark, and he was killed immediately, slain immediately for touching the ark. But Jesus now has torn the veil in half from top to bottom, that six-inch veil, from top to bottom, torn it in half, that every one of us can now come boldly before the presence of God to talk with him, have fellowship with him. In Hebrew, it's called panim, panim, face-to-face, lip-to-lip have fellowship with God and it's our right as a son to fellowship with our father. What a mystery to be revealed to Paul, an Orthodox Jew under the law, knowledgeable of the law. Paul wouldn't dare come boldly into the temple of God into the Holy of Holies. He knew he would have been slain. But now, Jesus made a portal, a door. He said on the door, made a door into the heavenlies for every one of us to come into. Your joint position in Christ now defines who you are. And this is never now anymore a distant goal to be reached through religious devotion or striving or great fastings and prayers and self-flagellation. I've seen that in other countries, you know, where believers whip themselves to blood to try to get in their minds to come into the presence of God. But this is where you already are your immediate location, your address in the spirit. Your address is Brother Ron in the presence of God in the heavenlies. That defines who we are, how we live, what we do. What a revelation for all of us to have, to understand that you are already there. 
You're already there. You're already accepted in the beloved. Yes. You don't have to keep sending an application. You've already got the letter back. You're accepted. Come on in. And yet it seems like every week, every year, every month, we're sending in new applications. I'm going to go on a 40-day fast. I'm going to do that. I'm not saying fasting is wrong, but I'm saying to do it, to think you're going to get more accepted. How are you going to get more accepted when accepted is where you already are? How are you going to get more loved by the Father when loved is who you already are in Christ? So we strive to do so much, Shannon, in our spiritual lives when there is where we already are. If we could just see ourselves freed in Christ We have already been delivered in Christ. If we can take the blood and see who we now are, we can move on to taking this world for Christ. But instead of moving on, most of the church is stuck in the old. Most of the church is dealing with their past. How can you move on when you're stuck in your past? But there isn't any stuck in your past. The past does not exist anymore. You have been freed from the bondages of your past. So Ephesians 2.10 says, We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, before the foundations of the world, God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are engineered by his design. He manufactured us in Christ. Poema, we are his poem. God finds inspired expression of Christ in us. We are fully fit to do good. God has prepared a highway for us to lead us like kings out of death into life. To lead us like kings out of death into life. And made it possible for our journey as a king to be made with ease, with comfort, with direction, with joy, with peace. Last night we were reading from uh, John 14. We've been going through John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 in our Sunday night meeting. And, you know, we were going over and over again from uh, John uh, 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Then in verse 27, 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives to you, do I give it to you. You don't get peace from drugs. 
from joints, from alcohol, from meditations, from mantras. Peace is from Jesus and is Jesus. Amen. He is Jehovah Shalom. Hallelujah. So let not, that's a, that's a command. Do not allow your heart to be troubled, to be to be anxious, to be afraid, to be dismayed. Don't allow yourself to go there anymore. For Jesus says, my peace I give to you. And the peace of God is not an energy. It's not a feeling. I feel peace today. It's not a feeling. It's not a bird. It's not a dove. The peace of God is an entity. It's a person. Jesus says, receive my peace today. Receive me. So have we been instructing for the past years on our programs, Wednesday nights, Saturdays, and Sunday night? When Jesus says, receive it, hold out your hands and receive it. Say, thank you, Jesus. I receive your peace now. Jesus didn't say, Pray and fast for 40 days to get it. He didn't say, pray a certain way, do this. He just said, receive my peace. That's all there is. It's not that, that, that complicated. Receive my peace. And again, so many of us are trying to get his peace when his peace is already given to us. So it goes back to then, again in Ephesians 2.10, we are fully fit to do good. God has prepared a highway for us to lead us like kings out of death into life. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. So the thing that I can just say, live it. Let us then all live who God has made us to be. Ephesians 3, 6 says that how by revelation he's made known to be the mystery as I have previously written already, by which when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages, ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles, oh, there's part three, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of the same promise in Christ through the gospel. Well, that was all unheard of in Old Testament times, that God would include the Gentiles into the mysteries, the hidden mysteries of Christ. And the Old Testament is only for the Jewish people, those that were born under that. But the inclusion of the Gentiles as fellow heirs 
along with the Jews in former generations, was not ever made known to humankind. It was hidden for ages by God and kept secret for long ages. But it's now been disclosed to all of us, every one of us, these things that were hidden have now been revealed. And then Peter writes in Second Peter 1, 3, as his divine power has given to all of us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already deposited in us by his divine power. Has already been deposited in us by his divine power. Amen. He has already gifted us with all that take that it takes to live life to the fullest. He has already gifted us with all that it takes to live life to the fullest. So what are we saying tonight, this morning? <laughs> Just receive what is already ours. Just live what is already the life that God has made for you to live. Does that mean you'll never have problems in this world? You'll have tribulation. We know beautiful, wonderful believers, Messianic Jewish believers in Israel right now, going through great tribulation, problems in their lives. But these scriptures are still for them and for us. They can still live in peace in the midst of warfare. You can still live in the prosperity of God in the midst of depression. In the midst of situations in your life. All of that available to you. No, no matter what we're going through. The healing power of God is always available for you. God does nowhere stay say to remain sick, to remain poor, to remain in depression. Nowhere. He's made a way out for every one of us. So, Lord, I just lift out my hands tonight to the heavenlies today. And, Lord, I receive what's already mine in Christ. I receive what's already mine in Christ. And Lord, I speak that to Shannon and Omega Man and to everyone listening now. Receive everything that God has for you. Receive the mystery, the mysterium, that you are a new creation in Christ. That old things, that means the old you, that means your past. 
and even your generation's past has been done away with. You are now a new creation in Christ. And you can now come boldly into the presence of God and pick up your sonship. Recognize now you are a son of the Father. And you can live as sons of God. Small s. To recognize who we are now. To have that fellowship with the Father, panim, panim, face to face, lips to lips. And all around us, every nation, every tribe, every people group is now included with us, with you, in this new life. So receive the new life today in Christ. It's not complicated. Just ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin, forgive you of your past. Proclaim him as Lord of your life. Speak it with your mouth. Believe it in your heart. Confess it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And become that new creation. And if you haven't ever been water baptized, Go and have me water baptized, but have it in a place where you're well instructed to realize when you go under the waters, you are leaving the old person behind and you're coming out a new creation in Christ. So rejoice today in God. Rejoice in all that he has for you. And know that he's given you everything you need for life and godliness. Everything you need. Amen. 1 Corinthians 9, 10 and 10, 9. Jesus became poverty for you that you can receive his riches. Live a new life in Christ. Get rid of, get delivered from everything that's holding you from your past, especially your mental thoughts, your way of thinking. You know, so many people, Shannon, that ask for prayer, for prosperity, to get rid of poverty, things that have happened to them. I realize in talking to them, most of it's a poverty mindset. That's how they see themselves. That's how they talk. They talk lack. They think lack. So to really get freed and delivered is to change a whole renewing of our mind. To see yourself as victorious, not as a failure. And remember, the things of your past do not define who you are. Because they don't exist anymore. They don't exist anymore, yes. You know, and I kind of say, you may have been divorced. That's something that happened to you. But you are not the divorced. It doesn't identify who you are. You may have gone through bankruptcy, but you are not the bankrupt. It doesn't define who you are today. 
So renew our minds to agree with God's word. And that's an important word, agree. Agree then now with what God has said about you. Agree who you are now in Christ. So Lord, I bless everyone today and I thank you for this time of allowing me to share the glories of God and my little understanding of the heavenlies and the great things that Jesus has done for all of us. So Shannon, I'll turn it back to you. Great word today. Give me our title again for the archive. Oh, let's see. Um, Either receive what's already yours or the mystery unveiled. Okay, great. Brother Ron, Sister Miriam, tell people about your other broadcast you're doing, when they can tune in, and also how they can find you on the web and support your ministry. Amen. That would be great. And supporting our ministry is really supporting uh, the children that we feed, 280 every month. Uh, We have uh, many in school in Rwanda, children in Pakistan. So that's any donations that have come in. And and now we have a wonderful source in Israel uh, to give to that would help people that have been through some very hard times in their life. And as you know, also our son ministers there in Israel. So any finances that come in, most of it goes right through to uh, these these, uh, ministries and churches that we're involved in in India, also worldwide. So thank you. Uh, You can find me on the web, very simple, roncohen.org, www.roncohen.org. My email is roncohen47, roncohen47 at AOL.com and my phone is 302-559-1766 302-559-1766 and I'm on uh, Eastern Standard Time I'm in North Carolina almost near the ocean Eastern Standard Time for all of you in <laughs> I get these calls from India 3-4 in the morning and that and the fun and, and the time changes in India. India has only one time change. It's nine and a half hours ahead of us. So it's uh, what four and a half hours ahead of uh, Greenwich time. That strange half hour there. But um, anyway, feel free to call if you want prayer. If you want a copy of this teachings, I have all these notes and we give out Wednesday night. We have our mentoring group. Uh, 8 o'clock here and then Sunday night at 8 o'clock we have our main healing meetings and all of that's by phone you dial in uh, we have Zoom into Germany on Monday but most of what we are doing right now is letting people just dial in simply by phone and being part of it we have uh, resources available so you can see all that on, on the web there and uh, we appreciate your giving to our ministry but let me remind you to make sure you give to Omega Man uh, to having this broadcast so that we can even be on to do this. And I think you can find Omega Man um, on the web also. That's just under uh, OmegaMan.com. OmegaManRadio.com. Uh, uh, I tried to get OmegaMan.com many years ago. 
but I would need about seven thousand bucks. I didn't have it at the time, and uh, I went back later and was going to try to snatch it up again, and uh, some vitamin company took it. <laughs> Omega fish <Yeah>. oils. <laughs> but um, and you know, I, I I've been offered mucho dolares from from my website. Just Ron, you know how many doctors and and dentists wow. are Ron Cohen's. I mean, there's there's hundreds of Ron Cohen's around that would love to have that website. You know, um, um, but I'll, I'll just keep it uh, as keep it, it is for now. Absolutely, keep it, uh, brother and sister Cohen. Thank you for coming on. We love y'all. And um, sister Miriam, would you like to close us out today in prayer? Amen. And Shannon, I don't have you scheduled again yet, so you need to uh, let me know what you want to do. Okay. Uh, now, I know coming uh, up. You can get a speaking engagement coming at any time. So if you do, I'll work around your schedule. But what do you think about um, November 6th and November 20th? Uh, those are Mondays, November 6th and 20th, because 7th is my birthday. So we'll celebrate on air. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. Uh, Monday, November 6th and November 20th. I'm putting it in my phone. Does that work for you? Okay. It sure does. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. and I'll lock that down. And... Um, well, that's great. So your birthday's in November too. Uh November November seventh, huh? Yeah, and what's yours? Okay, so mine is November twenty second. Baby Jemima is November twenty first. I have my brother Damon, his is on the nineteenth, and uh our brother Cameron's expecting his first baby, and I said, Cameron, when's the baby due? And he said, Man, somewhere around Thanksgiving. So I said, Well, if his baby can be born on the 20th, we'll just have one solid week of um, birthday parties, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, include me. Narita said, uh, do you want to have a birthday the same day as Jemima, like a joint birthday? And I thought about it. I said, no. Um, I want her to have her own birthday, and I like to have my own birthday, too, because uh, growing up, uh, they always combined mine with my brother's, so I'm celebrating like three days early, which didn't make sense to me. And then... Uh, Usually Thanksgiving came right in there, and sometimes, like every seven years, Thanksgiving's on my birthday. So I said, heck with that. Give me my own birthday. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, know, right. Yeah, yeah, 22nd. Forget Thanksgiving. So that would be close. Yes. I know several people that birthdays are on the 22nd. Pretty good. Really? That's amazing. Of November. Excellente. So now, now you got to go back nine months. What was nine months before that then? That would have been, uh, um, uh, what, January? Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Somewhere around, no, there, Christmas, around Christmas. Would that would have March, been uh, May, June, July, August, December twenty second? Yeah, absolutely. December, January, anything, something like that. Anyway, I guess a lot of people were busy then. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I w- listen. My parents got married, and uh, I was born uh, pretty like well. I, I was conceived pretty quickly, probably you know, relatively quickly because. Uh, about nine months later, there I was, and, uh, and or whatever it was, uh, and a lot of because our parents just came out of World War Two, right? Exactly. And, I think a lot of babies born out of COVID also come to think about it. Uh, a lot of people at home. So, well, yeah. praise the Lord. We don't have enough children. Very good. Um, okay, thank you. This is good teaching. I love this. Yes, stuff. absolutely. That was excellent teaching. Thank you, honey. Sister Miriam, you close us in prayer. Okay. Yes. Now, oh, face here. Miriam's on the other side of the room here. Okay. Okay, go ahead, honey. Oh, Father God, how we love you. You are the creator of all things. You are love personified. There is none like you. 
There is none like you. And we worship you. We adore you. We lay our lives before you. And we thank you that you are, you know the plans you have for us. And they are plans for good and not for evil. And we're speaking that over Jerusalem this day, this night, this moment. Your plans for us and for Israel are good and not for evil. Thank you, God, for our brothers, Shannon. Thank you for this ministry. Thank you for this time together. We ask you to bless all those involved in Jesus' name and bless all of Shannon's family, all of them, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. I received that. Thank you. Love you all. See you all soon. God bless. Bless. Amen. Friends, let's save this program and go ahead and get Brother Michael Basham on. If you're here for the first time, well, welcome aboard. Okay, I'm going to refresh MixLR now. Stand by.